0: Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body and lifestyle. Welcome to another episode of the High Performance Health Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Foster, and I'm so excited to join you today for a special episode with me all about how to optimise your energy and your productivity during this lockdown 2.0. Many countries across Europe have recently gone into lockdown. And here in the UK, we've now got this scheduled for another month. Thankfully for me, the school runs are still happening. So that is a little bit of a saving grace. And I'm not stuck at homeschooling the children. But it's still a challenge and obviously many of us are restricted in terms of what we can do and how much we can actually go outside and be in contact with other people. And we also have the challenge of working from home and then we have this sort of blurred line between work and home life and that can be quite challenging in and of itself. So what I want to share with you is some of the things that I've come across since the last um, lockdown experience and some of the challenges and how you can combat those, but also my own experience of working from home, because with three young children, I've worked from home for quite some time. And so I've had to really, over the last few years, nail down my routines and become as efficient and productive and self-motivated as I possibly can. And I think that's one of the key things. So, I guess the best way to go through this really is to take it from the top of my day and give you the things that move the needle for me most. And I've really distilled these habits over a period of time. And I don't want you to think that you've got to go away and try all of these. What I'd like you to do is to listen to this episode and then just pick out some of the ones that speak most to you because not all of them are going to speak to you and um, not necessarily all of them will work for you. Everyone's very individual in this regard. So listen to the things that I do. They definitely move the needle for me most and then see if any of them resonate with you and give them a go. But they are all proven in terms of their ability to enhance both your productivity and your energy. There's some really good research behind these things. So the first thing that I do when I wake up is I never, never hit the snooze button. And there's a really good reason for that. Now, the reason for it is, is that if you hit the snooze button, in all likelihood, you're now actually gonna start to go into a bit of a sleep cycle. So you're actually going to begin a new sleep cycle. And the snooze will probably give you around an extra 10 to 15 minutes, depending on your settings that is not long enough to give you any kind of deep rest at all. In actual fact, you're probably going to start to commence a sleep cycle that you can't actually finish. And so you're gonna wake up feeling a lot more groggy, particularly if you start to dip into the deep sleep cycle. So that's the number one thing, as hard as it is on these um, very dark mornings in November do not hit the snooze button under any circumstances. Now, to help you avoid that, there are a few things that you can do. So the Sleep Cycle app, for example, is a free app and you can put that on your phone. And what that will do is allow you to set an alarm where you can um, set it so that it basically wakes you up in the 30 minutes leading up to the time that you would like to wake up. So it may, let's say you wanna get out of bed at 6.30 in the morning, it will wake you up somewhere between 6 and 6.30. And what it does is it senses when you're in a lighter stage of sleep so that you're actually not being pulled out by the alarm from a very deep sleep. So it makes it easier to wake up. Um, The other thing is obviously cortisol rises in the morning and when the alarm goes off, particularly if you've got some loud buzzer that's rousing you out of deep sleep, that's not been shown to be ideal for your cardiovascular system. And that's another reason not to hit the snooze button. So never, never, never hit it. But what is good is sleep cycle will avoid many of those problems. You can also use a, I think it's loomy as the clock that I use. Um, I tried a few of them, I think I tried a Burra one, Lumi is the one that I found to be the most effective and that actually will start to introduce a light in that 30 minutes towards your wake up time. So that light coming into the eye, even though your eyes are shut, is going to help you come round as well a bit more easily. That's not going to work in the case of a sleep mask. So you actually just would not even be able to see that light. So it's not really designed for sleep mask users if you are one of those, but if you're not, then the Lumi would work well. Um, if you do wear a sleep mask then probably what i would suggest is actually using the sleep cycle app on your on your phone but do make sure that you put your phone to airplane because by putting it to airplane mode you're going to be minimizing that radiation which is important so now that we have you out of bed at a good time in a routine not just kind of hiding under the duvet because there's no office to actually go to The next thing that I do personally after brushing my teeth is actually meditation. And I recently learned a very effective form of meditation that's designed to be done yourself. And it's called the Ziva Meditation Technique. The founder of Ziva Meditation is a lady called Emily Fletcher, who I think is absolutely brilliant. She's worked with some very big companies like Google on how to optimize their energy and productivity. I'm actually interviewing her on this show next week. So look out for that episode coming soon. But I have found that enormously effective in helping upgrade my energy and also reduce things like stress, which a lot of us have on at the moment, but really clear my mind. And as M- M- Emily explains, um, meditation strengthens what's known as the corpus callosum, so this centerpiece between the right and left brain. So it really helps you access better thinking on demand in terms of that creativity and also your more kind of left brain analytical thinking. So that's a huge benefit. So it makes you more productive. Um, The other thing it does is it is two to five times deeper than rest. And I was a bit uh, skeptical, if if I'm honest with you, I was a bit skeptical at first about whether it really would produce those benefits in me but I can actually vouch for this and have found it to be the case. So on those mornings when I haven't had really enough sleep and uh, I head over to my meditation chair, I actually feel very, very rested 15 minutes later when I get up from my meditation. So definitely check out that episode that's coming. Emily will be able to explain a lot more about it. And what I do is I have a red light at home. So I will either do my meditation in front of my red light. I have a red light rising light. The reason that I use that company is there's no real downtime because there isn't any flicker they've got zero flicker which is very unusual in terms of red lights and they're also pretty strong so i sit there in front of my red light doing that therapy that actually is amazing for mitochondrial health and energy so that again is contributing to my upgraded energy during the day and it also um, is great for collagen and for your skin so there's a bonus there as well so i meditate in front of my red light on the days that I'm not doing it in my red light, I'm actually doing it in my infrared sauna. Although more and more recently, I've actually been doing that after exercise to help reduce um, muscle soreness and aches and pains, as well as all the other benefits of infrared sauna, um, rather than for meditation, because what I found is where it does get hot, actually it can make the meditative experience not quite as it should be. And um, I don't really get into that kind of bliss state quite as easily. So most times I will meditate in front of my red light and then I will do some gentle stretching, nothing too long because I don't want to delay my morning and I do have three children to get to school. Um, but I will then, after a bit of stretching just to move my body, I will then jump into a hot and cold contrast shower. And the reason that I do that is that it helps to improve blood flow. I do get asked, should I go in cold, should I go in hot? I tend to contrast, so I'll actually go in hot first. And uh, that's a more gentle way to wake up. And then I will do cold um, I've kind of persuaded myself that because it's so good for my health and also it makes your hair really shiny, that then that's, that's probably a good enough reason. And to be honest, once the cold goes on, I get used to it pretty quickly and, uh, I really notice the benefits and that just gives a massive kind of uptick and energy for my day. I then head downstairs and I will have some coffee. I'm a big fan of coffee. Coffee is full of antioxidants. Um, if you're drinking good quality coffee, And it's really good in terms of being a nootropic and helping with brain function and mental acuity. So I'm a huge fan of coffee um, in limited amounts. I don't overdo it. And I'm also very careful not to have it later in the afternoon, because if you do, that can definitely impact your sleep that night. So it's worth remembering that we do metabolize coffee differently, depending on whether we're fast or slow or an intermediate metabolizer, and that's down to genetics. But the thing to bear in mind is that pretty much in everyone the half-life is around six hours even regardless of you being a fast metabolizer it's still going to hang around for a good time so you don't want that in your system when you're trying to go to bed at night so generally i would say if you've done a dna test then a slow metabolizer i'll cut off about midday and if you're a fast metabolizer you've probably got a window till about 2 p.m so i will have some caffeine i then will i always have an overnight fast for 12 hours minimum Sometimes it's longer, sometimes I won't have anything until I get back from the school run. Um, and then I follow it with a really antioxidant power pack to smoothie. So I recently put one of my favorite ones up on Instagram, if you want to go and check that out at Angela S. Foster. And I basically chuck in a whole load of frozen blueberries maybe a little bit of banana if I'm on a kind of higher carb day, some coconut milk. I like Bayona. Um, I use a little bit of almond milk just to make it less thick. Uh, I add some blueberry powder in. I also add in actually something here that I've recently been trying. If you're watching the video, you can see it, which is matcha tea by Honor. It's their instant genius matcha tea so it's actually got some nootropics in there which is going to further fire me up and get me going Um, and matcha is also an amazing antioxidant so I put a bit of that in I don't usually put greens powder in because to be honest I find that that actually changes the flavor quite dramatically but I will add some almond butter or peanut butter Um, I love the nut butters by resilient nuts I did a podcast with their founder so if you haven't listened to that I'd, I'd check it out. They are literally really highly addictive, very tasty and very, very good. So I'll put some of that in and then I'll mix it all up and blend it. But as I say, you can find the full recipe on my Instagram account. And that really just supercharges me, gives me lots of antioxidants, great for anti-aging and reducing oxidative stress. And then I will power through some work. Now, I actually use the planner by Brendan Bachard. I find it brilliant. There's a series of questions morning and night. I don't answer every question if I'm honest, every single um, every single day, but I do use it to plan out my mo- three most important tasks and the things that I absolutely have to get done. And then I schedule. So one thing that I've actually learned over time is that I don't, I used to have to-do lists and I found to-do lists extremely frustrating because they're always a half undone. They never all get done. So I learned this technique. Um, of using a capture list. So I'll have a capture list where I basically put everything and then I will move those items into my schedule. So I will specifically diarise those items and exactly what time of the day they're going to happen. And then I will actually give myself an end time. So how long I think that task is going to take And the reason for that is time expands to the task given. So I find deadlines probably the best productivity hack going there, to be honest, going, because it really makes me focus. It makes me a lot more efficient because I think, right, I've got to actually get this piece of work done within 90 minutes. And I tend to work in kind of 90 minute blocks. That works for me. You may have heard of the Pomodoro technique. I've experimented a little bit with the Pomodoro journal. I think it's um, good, but I find 25 minutes is actually too short for me, and I can't kind of get into flow and do meaningful work. So for me, depending on the day, it tends to be somewhere each session between about 50 and 90 minutes. So that's generally what I'll do, and I will always do the hardest task first in the morning. So anything that's deeply kind of research-based or complicated things that I'm trying to understand will get done first thing in the morning. And then after that, I will actually go and do some exercise. Now, the other nootropic I do sometimes take, and I've been trying quite a few recently. I tried out Find My Formula. I thought they were a great company. They're New York-based. I've also been trying another one by Honor called Game On. Um, This actually has a bit of caffeine with it. Definitely switches me on. I think with all nootropics, I've tried a few. Um... And I would say that with all of them, you can get this sort of attenuation. So they shouldn't be taken every single day. I would take them on the days that you feel like you really need it, but that can help with productivity. So my exercise is always scheduled. Exercise is a huge part of my life. And that's because it just has so many incredible health benefits for you. And it's amazing for um, enhancing energy, enhancing the health of your mitochondria. It helps you support your muscle mass. So it's very anti-aging. It's brilliant for metabolism. And it also helps with BDNF, which encourages the growth of new neurons. So it keeps me smart. Which, uh, you may have heard me talk about before because I have one copy of the Alzheimer's gene. I'm always doing anything and everything that I can to keep my smarts because I think it's, I think it's really, really important. So exercise is a big part of my day and generally I will exercise between 11 and 12 after I've done my hard task first. It also gets scheduled, and the reason it gets scheduled, if it doesn't get scheduled, it just doesn't get done. Um, Another thing that I do, and I think this is really, really important in lockdown, regardless of the weather, is to get outside. I'm quite lucky because there is someone holding me accountable. In fact, two little furry animals that hold me accountable in this regard. Uh, namely my two dogs, and they will insist that I do go out every day, come rain or shine. But even if without that, even if you don't have a dog, it's actually extremely important that you get outside. The natural spectrum of the sun's light is brilliant for you. It's very healing. If you can have some bare skin exposed as well, you get all those infrared rays from the sun, but it's really important for circadian alignment as well. If you want to bring your bedtime earlier, then going out into the sun earlier in the day is going to be helpful for you. Um, at this time of year we're very restricted in terms of the amount of natural sunlight so in the summer months what i do is i actually do a fasted walk first thing really bright and early at kind of half five six in the morning but now what i do is i leave it till after my workout I find it's a really good warm down and i'll go for a walk um, somewhere between sort of around midday i'd say is when i do that for lunch and this is one of the most important things that you can do for productivity. Is I avoid lots of carbohydrates at lunch, and that's for good reason because they affect your affect your blood sugar more dramatically. And what happens is is that if your blood sugar spikes and then comes down, you're more likely to get that post lunch slump. So I tend to stick with protein and healthy fats and. Fibrous carbohydrates. So, I might have it in the form of soup. I might have some cruciferous vegetables on the side. I go high protein, which again just helps with neurotransmitter function and all of the processes within the body because protein gets broken down into amino acids, which are our building blocks. So, I'll have a lunch that's high in protein and um, some vegetables and things alongside with some healthy fats like olive oil. Um, is really good. Maybe a salad with olive oil and some mustard and some apple cider vinegar, which also helps to regulate blood sugar. So I'll have something like that for lunch and that gives me some really good productivity. As I say, I limit caffeine after two, so I might have an espresso depending on the day afterwards. And then that gives me some really good productivity for another good few hours in the afternoon. And then what I do is I do set an end to work time. And I've had to be really disciplined with this because of the children, the moment that I pick them up, they're, they're coming home and they need me and they've got homework and we, when we're not in lockdown, we have lots of clubs and activities. So I've had to be a really, really disciplined with my time and what I do, but also I find that setting an end time again is just another deadline and it means I've really got to work hard on those tasks and get them done rather than things spilling over. And I think that's a really useful thing for people in lockdown. And I originally learned it from Mel Robbins. She's got a great journal as well. I've used that one. And basically you set an end time. So you decide at the beginning of the day what time you're going to finish work and then you stick to it. And what I would say is there are a couple of things here. When you finish work and you've got that end time, I suggest that you write down everything onto your capture list that you haven't done so that you get it all out of your head. That for many of my clients is a huge game changer in terms of a relaxation with their family in the evening, but also getting a good night's sleep. What tends to happen is a lot of people keep everything in their head. And the thing is, when you keep these things in your head, you have all these open loops. And it's really no different to having open loops on your web browser. And you can tell there that it slows down the system. It doesn't work as efficiently. And you've got all these things that you think you might need to go back to. So get them out, close those open loops, put them into the capture list, And then you can also plan your next day at that point that can also be really helpful as well the other thing i do worth mentioning is during the day i have my phone on do not disturb so if a call is not scheduled i don't take it Um, now you might be thinking well what about urgent things that come up so there's there's a hack for that basically in your settings you can go into your phone and create a set of favorites so in my phone, I have my children, um, those are them, the older ones that have phones. I also have each of my children's schools and I have my mum, for example, and my husband and they are allowed to contact me. So they will actually come through that filter on Do Not Disturb. So if they need to get hold of me, which rightly they may actually really, really need to, I would definitely not want to miss out on that phone call. Um, they can actually just get straight through that filter. And if anyone else tries, to be honest, if people try twice, and they generally will if it's urgent, they try twice within a short period of time, then certainly on my iPhone, that call will come through in any event. So I find the do not disturb function, a real gem in terms of productivity, it means that I limit um, the number of interactions, I limit the number of disturbances and interruptions. And also it's not distracting for me because I'm not getting lots of messages that are coming through from my phone. And so I also schedule in my schedule the times that I will check my email and my social media. I get messages across lots of different platforms and mediums, as I'm sure you do. And so scheduling in that time to actually look at them is much better because then I can give the people that need that attention what they deserve as well. Now, at the end of the day, I practice gratitude. I think you may have heard this. If you're a regular listener, you may have heard me talk about this before. We do this as a family around the dinner table and we talk about what we're grateful for. Gratitude is hugely powerful and it is an amazing way to appreciate your life, to just stop and pause whatever's going on in your life. Actually, a good part of it is usually pretty positive. And so even if it's just the tiny things like today, the sun is shining after all that rain, um, finding those positive things is amazing and it's amazing for your health and your mood and everyone around you and it really actually raises your vibration and frequency the other thing i quite often will use um, i can't say i do it every single day but i do use is the five minute journal and that basically asks you for the things that you're grateful for and and what went well and i find that an amazing thing as well so i'll link to all of these things in the show notes so that you can go and have a look at them and try them out if you want to and then during the course of the evening, your productivity tomorrow is absolutely going to depend on the quality of the rest that you get during the evening and that night when you go to bed. And remember, it's the power of 1%. It's those small gains every day. So leaving everything to build up and then just kind of doing it all in a bang is much more likely to lead to burnout and actually Kind of doesn't really lead to as good results. So I found it is definitely a false economy. Unless I really, really have to, I don't stay up late working. And that's because generally it will actually trash the following morning for me. So what I tend to do is be quite strict with the way that I work and put in really good quality work every single day. Um, I do have breaks at weekends. Sometimes I may have to work a portion of that weekend, but again, I'm disciplined by putting some limitations around it so that I can recover. And I think this is the message I want you to take is recovery is super, super important, really important to your productivity and also to your overall health. So, um, if you're a morning person, particularly like me, and you try to work on in the evening, it will affect the next morning. Even if it's not on the first day, over a few days, you'll become quite tired. It's also one of the most common things that I see in clients who can't sleep is they don't spend time winding down during the course of the evening. I would say not being able to wind down and having too much light by looking at laptops and screens or televisions or phones in the evening are the two biggest things that really inhibit sleep. So limit your usage of those devices as much as you can. And certainly an hour before bed, I suggest really trying to wind down. Um, If you are needing to look at things, then wear blue light blocking glasses. Um, Those are just a game changer in terms of enhancing deep sleep. There are lots and lots of different brands on the market. Uh, that you can come across. There are some from sort of like slightly cheaper versions. They're not all the same in terms of the amount of blue light that they um, block. So I would go for a quality pair. I think it's worth the investment. You're not going to need to buy lots of pairs unless you're going to sit on them or lose them. Generally, blue light blocking glasses are going to be kept in the house because the main time that you're going to use them is in the evening. So there's a few companies that I actually really like and I think their quality is great and they look good on, which is... May be important if you're seeing and spending time with other people and you want them to look good as well so i will link to those in the show notes so you can have a look but blue light blocking glasses are really important and then in bed do not do not watch television it is definitely going to impact your ability to fall asleep and actually watching stimulating things or scrolling the news feed is not a good idea either so try to make that last 30 to 60 minutes before bed you'll really kind of wind down time. Some people find showers uh, really helpful or baths, and there's a real difference I see. Some people find that actually a a hot shower is really effective or a warm shower. And then other people find that when they're tracking things like their heart rate variability, they find a cold shower is so much better. And I hear you if you're somebody that's thinking, I don't want to dive into a cold shower before bed, but it can help to cool your body temperature. But then on the other hand, a warm shower Can actually stimulate that blood flow and then you'll have that sort of thermal dump of energy afterwards anyway my preference is definitely the warm one in the evening i tend to be warm in the evening and cold in the morning but having that wind down routine is important you can also now get red light bulbs that you can put in your lamps in your bedroom if you're reading and i'd encourage you to have that quiet time or do some breath work some reading gentle stretching those are the kind of things that i would suggest before bed So all of those things basically are designed to help improve your mood, to help improve your energy and your productivity. And interestingly, they all actually have positive health benefits as well. The other thing before I go to mention is I don't eat any food three hours before bed because I do like to have that overnight fast. It's really important for um, autophagy and healing of the body, but also it's very important in terms of sleep. If you're still busy digesting food or drinks or alcohol before you go to bed, then you're not gonna get the quality sleep that you want to. So make sure that you're minimizing the light and you're not eating or drinking anything other than water or maybe a herbal tea before bed. Um, and that will really set you up for a good night's sleep. And a good night's sleep is what sets you up for the next day. So those are my top tips really during lockdown in terms of enhancing your energy, your mood, your productivity. And I think we all need that at the moment. We all need to be raising our vibration if we can, and just putting some positivity back out into the world. So I hope this has helped you in some small way. If it has, if you can share it with someone else, that would be greatly appreciated. And if you are doing any of these things that I've suggested, then definitely tag me on social media, it's Angela S. Foster on Instagram, and I will reshare and also just let me know how you're getting on with them all and how things are going down in lockdown for you. And I will leave all of this information that I've shared today in the show notes, which you can find on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com, and you can also find a video um A video format of the episode as well so if you're listening on audio and you want to go and watch this on video you can and if you've listened to a bit the full video is over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com so anyway thanks again for listening I wish you a wonderful day and I have some very exciting interviews coming up I mentioned Emily Fletcher I have some other extremely exciting interviews coming up over the next few weeks which I hope you will enjoy so as always take care of yourselves and I will connect with you guys again soon.